Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. On today's episode, it is day three of the Billie Jean King Cup, uh, it's going to be our third diary entry, and in the group stages uh, for day three, there was Russia versus France, and then USA versus Spain in the evening. Well, I say Russia versus France, what I meant to say was the Russian Tennis Federation versus France, and then America versus Spain in the evening. So I'm going to hand it back to myself and Chris, where we were discussing uh, in the arena in Prague, uh, our thoughts on these two ties. So I'm going to hand, hand, hand back to my former self and Chris's self. And these were our immediate thoughts watching the ties in the arena. Hello once again, Joel here from The Passing Shot, part five of The Passing Shot Diaries at the Billie Jean King Cup. We have now had Russia versus France. Russia coming through. Russia have qualified for the semi-finals. I think they only needed one rubber in the tie, but they came through 2-1. Let's start with the first match because that was quite interesting. That was an upset in my book. Clara Burrell... Uh, from France, I think that was her debut singles tie mm-hmm. against uh, Alexandrova, who was coming into, I think, the Billie Jean King Cup with a bit of form behind her. I think she got to the final of the Moscow, of Moscow. Where she yeah, should have beaten Conte. Yeah, there, yeah, she, she kind of bottled it. Yeah, again she bottled it. Yeah, she did. Um, and uh, yeah, Burrell came through three six six four six three. Interesting. It was interesting tussle. I mean, it was great to see. I think Burrell on a singles court because. Um, you know, she's definitely a player who has been a lot spoken about her, a lot of interest in her game. I mean, what did you make of it? Because, you know, I saw some really good good things about her game. You know, I think she, she moves really well. And, you know, she's got, I think, great timing. I think her serve needs, I think we were both saying, her serve needs work. work. Yeah, Alexandra was climbing all over it in the second set. And although Alexandra made lots of errors, you've just felt that, every service game from Burrell there was an opportunity there to break yeah I think she hasn't necessarily upped her game for the main tour Mm. I think she still has a very very good junior game if I'm being brutal you can see why she would do so well at juniors because even though she has got a slightly weaker uh, serve Mm. she's able to back it up really well Um, so even if she is on the back foot from the start of the rally she does have some really great timing um, of both wings um, I think she needed to be helped out at the end I didn't think she was going to close it unless she had some gifts yeah. but Agreed. great for her to get the experience great for her to win mm. um, and it made the second rubber a lot more interesting yep yeah, I completely agree and I mean just talking about Alexandra I mean this is a player who I mm. swear when she is on her game she can hit winners from anywhere from the you know the back of the line uh, from the baseline, she there are the other world. times. I know, yeah. 
But then there are other times, like in that match, where... Can't make the call. No, she cannot. Um, and she made a lot of, like... And they're not just, like, marginal errors. She's making, like, big errors. Uh, and you can tell that she was getting frustrated with herself. But, um, you know, she doesn't... I didn't feel like she plays with a lot of margin. It's either, like, it goes in and I've hit a winner, or it goes out and I've lost the point. And it was an interesting call to put in Burrell, because we were thinking it was going to be Caroline Garcia, but... The more we think about that match, that actually, you know, I think Burrell, because she got a lot of balls back in play. And if you do that against Alexandra, I think... She can beat herself. Yeah, she can beat herself, exactly. So I actually think that was quite a smart Garcia call. Garcia can beat put... herself as well. So well, exactly. So it's probably a yeah, smart move. Yeah, exactly. In fairness to Julian Benito, not the worst selection he's made <laughs> this week. I know, I know. I mean, her whole tie, we were like, where is Caroline Garcia? Is she just... Has she just turned up to sign autographs for the fans? Because that's all we've seen her do. Yeah, exactly. Because she didn't either play. Um, she didn't play the second match either. Obviously, the highest-ranked French player, Elise Cornet, played it. She played Pavlachenkova, the highest-ranked Russian. I think she's 11 in the world. And this was a fantastic match. This was Pavlachenkova coming through it. Five seven six four six two. I think you said it best when we were watching it that this felt like a proper. In old money, felt like a proper, proper Fed Cup tie. Definitely. I think um, where we've seen other matches, it's been a case that um, players might not look like they're thriving on the court and like they really want to win it and wanting to seize the opportunity. Both of these girls really were going for it. Cornet played at a level I haven't seen her play at for a number of years. Um, and I think Pavinchenkova, it really brought out the best in her game in those last two sets. We, I was really impressed with, with both of them. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. And even though, yeah, the the crowd, there wasn't necessarily a massive crowd there to appreciate it. They still just brought a really high intensity. I think Pavlachenkova realised or she knew that, you know, Russia needed a tie to get through to the semi-final. And they were under a little bit of pressure there because of the the Burrell result but yeah Pavlachenkova she's got a really good game great great net play I thought particularly transition um, game she's a very natural yeah. player I think yeah. she really understands how to move up the court mm. how to read the play in a way that we've seen a lot of players who've been a bit exposed for that this yeah. week but what did you think of Pav you haven't seen her before no and yeah exactly I think she's been I mean this season she's been fantastic oh, she had that breakthrough moment at the French Open but yeah she looked very very good Cornet as well also surprised me a little bit with the level that she brought that Pavlachenkova at times was not able to deal with I think in some senses uh, you know Pavlachenkova outlasted Cornet um, and Cornet sort of ran out of seam in that third set. Mm. But again, she was very, you know, she was very up for it. She was aggressive. engaging. She was aggressive. Um, she needed to be aggressive. And, uh, you know, it worked for, you know, it worked for quite a bit of the time, particularly that first set. I think Pavlachenko at the end of the match was a bit like, I think she was sort of overcomplicating that first set, not really sure what her kind of game plan was. But Cornet was really, yeah, really, really impressive. And, um, she, I think she gave a, an account of herself that I think, yeah, endeared her to me a bit more than what I've heard, you know, for example, only, from lots only of people. Only a few Corneisms where we <laughs> I had mean, she did fall at yeah dramatic falls yeah. when she happened to be behind, but she didn't take any injury timeouts in those spaces. It's just a bit um, of encore entertainment, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was All quite funny. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, Pavlachenkova came through through with that victory, and that put Russia and into. The dance. 
Oh yes, of course, the Kasatkina, the Kasatkina dancing at the end with Pavlichenkova. Um, you could tell they were happy because that meant they were in the semi-finals. So, in one sense, the doubles was a bit of a dead rubber, even though the tie was still live at one all. Um, and we had in the doubles Kudometova versus, sorry, Kudometova and Samsonova versus Burrell and Cornet. And this was completely, I mean, this was a tale of a doubles team and a tale of two singles players just put together and it really kind of showed on the court. Puts into perspective the performance that we saw earlier in the week where the same team from France of Cornet and Burrell were playing um, against Canada. Mm. Um, where Dabrowski was really able to make her presence felt as a doubles yeah. player and yeah. it felt like they just did that dub- yeah it just overwhelmed too, too many yeah. for the French team to play yeah. against on a court yeah I mean it, it probably wasn't the most motivating you know given that they would have known that they were out but um, yeah Kudometova and Samsonova coming through 6-2 6-1 they look in really good shape for their semi-final I mean the, the depth they have in that team um is impressive and they're going to be a handful for whoever you know for whoever they face in the semi-finals could be USA could be Spain I think we'll find that out this evening um, we're waiting for we're waiting for the first side to come on so um, we will have to wait and see but um, yeah very decent from Russia coming through and yeah in good shape for potentially a run to uh, to winning the thing Hey guys, Joel back here, part six of the Passing Shot Diaries. We're here once again to talk about USA uh, versus Spain. Big tie, big, implement, big implications for the group. I mean, the last time we were talking about United States, they had lost to Team Slovakia in a really big upset. Um, and they needed to come out, they needed to come out swinging, didn't they, Chris? They needed to come out, they needed to win both singles. They need to win, I think, to make sure to get through. And yeah, it was th- they needed three nil, or they needed to win the first two and straight sets to guarantee they'll go through ahead of the final doubles. So it was one where they had to field their best team. So I wasn't surprised to see Sloane Stevens no. was on the billing. No, and Sloane Stevens kicked it off against Nuria Parizas Diaz. Sloane Stevens winning 6-4, 6-4. I mean, watching this match, yes, that is a very looks like a very straightforward scoreline. But at the same time, Sloane Stevens did make a... There was a little bit of a wobble there. And, you know, it was a tie where sets, sets were important. Like, going to three sets could have potentially have knocked USA out. So for her to get it done in two was very good. She was going in as a favourite, but... Again, there were some slight wobbles in there, which were, you know, making me a little bit nervous. Were, were they making you a little bit nervous as well? It felt like a three-set match, if I'm honest, even though it was two sets. There were lots of back and forth. Mm. Sloan yeah. failed to serve both sets out. Um, but what was interesting is that the two players that are ranked at the same sort of ranking, one of them has won 19 matches this year, which is Sloan on the main circuit, whereas um, Diaz has won over 50 matches. Yeah. Uh, at the WTA 125 level so it's quite interesting to see similar rankings very different approaches yep but one's played a lot of matches one hasn't yeah I yeah I agree that was quite interesting to see you know how actually how far you can get up the rankings just playing level wise as well yeah. yeah exclusively on the 125 level but 
when you when you saw them on court yeah their rankings were similar but I mean I think we always say this about Sloane it's like she's so talented you know she's obviously she's not you know she was she's a Grand Slam champion and uh, you know that quality and that caliber you're not going to get <laughs> week in week out playing WTA 125s and I just think that level uh, you're not going to find week in week out at the WTA 125s and it was just a bit too much in the end for Diaz and it put USA 1-0 up and it then went on to Daniel Collins versus Sara Cerebez Tormo the queen of three set matches I feel this season the queen of long matches this season and I was sort of like thinking yeah we're going to get another two and a half hour plus epic um it's not going to be easy it's going to be difficult and was it the case i never thought that i thought that danielle collins knew that she had to hit her off the court to not extend those rallies not give herself the chance of meeting and play up a missing sorry and playing it on her own terms um i think jenny would like to ask the question whether she watched the radicani match of preparation same scoreline I know, really. Same approach. Really, I know, really, really interesting. You think anyone who's playing Cyrus Cerebus almost looking at match to understand. Study it. Yeah. The and art of beating. I know. Yeah. And not just beating, demolishing. It was 6 1, 6 love. Sara Cerebes Tormo looked really out of out of her depth, really. I mean, Danielle Collins, I've not actually seen a as complete performance, I think, from Danielle Collins. And When she's on, she's on. Yeah. It was very, very impressive. It was great also. I mean, Billie Jean King was in attendance as well. Maybe that motivated Team USA um, to get the job done. But um, yeah, it was very, very impressive and a bit surprising from Sara Cerebos Tormo. It felt a bit like she was playing, for me, it felt a bit like she was playing that match like she was on a clay court. She was standing very much behind the baseline, wasn't taking it, wasn't taking the ball early wasn't stepping in there was no real change of strategy it just sort of felt like she was waiting for Danielle Collins to miss and those misses just they just did not come did I'm they? not sure if she was waiting because there wasn't much time to wait she was really being rushed oh, on it yeah, in, in yeah. that sense but I think um, it's one of those matches where she stepped up to be the Spanish number one um, you've got to feel for her because it's not her surface indoor a quick indoor call no, is not her no, bread and butter no so she did well this week but mm. against some tough circumstances yes and Danielle Collins won very convincingly to put them put USA 2 up that put them through to the semi-finals and we had the doubles to conclude the tie now although this was a dead rubber um you know we we did stay to watch it we were sort of do we stay do we not but we did yeah, stay for it sure. yeah it was dollar hide and vanderway again um and they were playing bolsova and masarova from spain um i mean obviously bolsova for me i just know her as the tennis player who has blue hair um so it's quite interesting to see her level of tennis and actually she's quite a handy tennis player I thought um, watching that match um, the, the Spanish team came through 6-3, 6-4 again Dollarhide and Vanderway. I feel like this tournament doubles potentially could be the downfall of the USA team if they continue with this partnership yeah I completely agree I think it's um, it's clear that they don't have their top doubles players here no. um, Vanderway is a real talent um, she reads the game so well, but I, I don't want to sound harsh, but she really is carrying Dollar yeah. Hyde through this. Yeah, it definitely felt like that on the match. And again, the you know a lot of passes down the line, Dollar Hyde was not covering. Um, you know, she was too busy trying to I think 
obliterate her opponent. She was sending a lot of body balls same to her opponent. Every time. Yeah. She aims yeah. for the shoulder mm. of the net player on every single return, and, it, and she makes one in five. Yeah, it wasn't really working for her. And, um, Poaching and not finishing, yeah. which is something that you cannot afford to get away no. with. Yeah, she was hitting a lot of balls, volleys, that just went into the ground and sat up to mm. be hit. Um, as you said, not very convincing as a finisher this match, and it just played into Bolsova and Masarova's hands, who yeah came through really, really well. Yeah, really well. And um, you know, USA two one came through to semi-finals, and we all thought that was it. Everyone was going home, and we got a special announcement, and it was Carlos Suarez Navarro's retirement ceremony. Um, yeah, retirement ceremony. We got an Andy Murray style. It was big. Video um, the for the crowd. The montage, which was really nice to see from all the players. Um, I think she got a selfie as well for, with the American team. So that was a nice touch to the end of the evening. I mean, yes, there were probably about 20 people in attendance. It was probably m- more for her and her team, um, but still uh, a touching tribute nonetheless. For sure. And everyone's clear that how much they loved her, how much she's given to the game. She reached so many Grand Slam quarterfinals. And that backhand mm. is probably a lot of people's favourite shot yeah. on the WTA circuit. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It was just, I think it was just a little bit poising. I mean, were you surprised she didn't play for Spain in the tie, um, given, you know, getting a, you know, a farewell match in? Um, I know she's played this tournament, but were you surprised she didn't get a farewell match in that doubles? I think once they knew it was over, I'd have liked to see her play. I but I do understand that she hasn't won a match this year, obviously. So I understand the decision to put. Um, Diaz in but I have to say it was a shame to have a retirement ceremony when she didn't get the chance to play her last match tonight or yesterday night yeah 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 I agree so um, yeah slightly slightly bizarre ending but um, yeah Carlos Suarez is an absolute legend of the game it's nice to see her get a send off um, so yeah but yeah USA through to the semi-finals um, and they will play I think they will play Russia or the Russian RTF, Russian Tennis Federation, and we have Australia coming through earlier today. Yes. They beat Belarus. Uh, we weren't there for it, but I mean, we were following it on live stores. Has swept through yes, Prague once I again. Know. I don't think they've lost a singles match yet. Tom Janovic also turning up, um, coming from a set down against Saznovic mm-hmm. in the singles. Um, I think they lost the doubles, but that didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, very impressive. They're probably the what the surprise, the surprise team of the week. I agree. I think Storm Sanders probably the surprise player of the week in the singles. I'd play her uh, in singles and doubles in the semi, and I think you can't count Australia out. You can't. No, I don't think you can. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who they get. We are about to go in for one of the biggest singles matches: Krachikovert versus Bencic. Czech Republic are already one up, so um, yeah, we're going to get back to it, see how it goes. But um, that winner will face Australia, and you think that's a pretty nice draw to have to get to the final.